So, Scott Rossi fan. Uh, AJ Foyt idolizer. And the Iceman. Yeah. Texas Terry Labonte. If you could describe this dinner with racers in one word, what would it be? Okay. <laughs> Don't sell it too hard. <laughs> that was the most Terry Labonte answer we could have had. <laughs> and now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Welcome to Dinner with Racers. I'm Ryan Eversley. And I'm Sean Heckman. And as some of you may know, we just launched our Amazon Prime TV show, which took us about six months to drive 15,000 miles all over the country. But we also decided to make more work for ourselves and do the podcast as well. So if you saw some of the episodes, you might have seen Terry Labonte featured. And if we were able to get Terry for the TV show, well, we might as well go ahead and get a podcast with him too. Now, Terry Labonte is a very known NASCAR figure, but for those not as familiar with stock car racing, uh, Terry Labonte uh, raced all through sort of the, the burgeoning era of NASCAR as it is today. He was in NASCAR in the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s. He drove for Rick Hendrick for a large part of the time and was part of that growing Hendrick culture. He was one of the main rivals to Dale Earnhardt. And he's also a, a cup champion. He's won two different championships. He's in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. He's about as, as big as they can get in NASCAR. And as a guy that likes cereal, he's also the cornflakes guy. Right. So on National Western Australia Day, we drove over to Salisbury, North Carolina, to the Smoke Pit, which is a pretty awesome barbecue place. Again, if you saw the Amazon Prime episode about the poster, you might have noticed. And the big thing is, of course, it's Texas barbecue. Mm-hmm. Because he's Texas Terry Labonte. Corpus Christi, Texas. Anyway, some of the things you're going to hear about in this episode. Tough career choices at 19 years old. Uh, winning Daytona and Sebring. Uh, being a big fan of IndyCar sensation and standout, Scott Rossi. Uh, what it's like is Bobby Labonte's father. Uh, obviously, delicious cornflakes. I mean, come on. And uh, a reminder that uh, he is also very prominent in our Tim Richmond episode, which comes out in two different ways. One, of course, we have our Amazon Prime television series. Uh, but if you go back a few episodes to the uh, Tim Richmond Stories podcast, uh, Terra Bear is very prominently featured there as well. Now, I had the brisket. I think I think Terra Bear Labani did too. What did you have? Uh, I had actually a barbecued chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. Like a reels one. A reels one. So we obviously had to leave the car outside because you don't park in the restaurant. And we had our man, Michael Avenatti, who's our DWR legal counsel, who was nice enough to drive us over there so we could work on doing some other stuff in the car while he drove us around. You guys want to stop for coffee? And, of course, we would not have been able to navigate the twists and turns of Salisbury, North Carolina, if we didn't have this what kind of vehicle. It would be an Acura MDX. And it had four unique but the same tires. Continental tires. Cross contact. Elix uh, Sport. Texas Tear Bear Labani. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. I'm a little locked in, but uh, hey, Sean. Nice to meet you, man. Hey, I'm Ryan. Nice to meet you, Terry. Real well. 
So you still run IMSA? I do, yeah. Currently yeah. in the Pilot Challenge series. Gotcha. And then uh, there was a series called World Challenge, which mm-hmm. is now called SRO America, and I run in that as well. Okay. So, yeah. 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 I ran some IMSA stuff years ago. You sure did. You're uh, a big-time Daytona winner. Time, yeah. Sebring yeah. winner. Yeah. That was, uh, it was back in the good old days. It was fun. You know, we, it was just it was just fun. We, I mean, I don't think we're real serious about it. Well, you still won. Like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Like, you won Sebring by like 22 laps. It's crazy like that. So I think you guys were doing okay. But, uh, and that was with Billy Hagen, right? Yeah, it was. And yeah. So it, it, I got the impression, like he wasn't running like the full IMSA season. You but know, he I had this Camaro or something. He did. And yeah. we, we ran a limited, you know, number of events with it. And uh, I think there was a year that he ran the full deal with Gene Felton. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they ran the full series that one year. Uh, and Gene was, uh, you know, a heck of a heck of a driver right. there and a good guy. And uh, it was he was fun to hang out with. And uh, but it was those were some funny stories. Right. <laughs> uh, some of the things that happened back then. And we'll just stop. It there. just uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't go on. <laughs> uh, yeah, with uh, we actually Gene Felton's been on our list to get. And I think, oh, has he? Yeah. yeah, we were going to try to get him last year and he had some health stuff going on so yeah, he wasn't really in a good spot. Yeah. But apparently he's doing better good. now so we're hoping to get him. I, t- I talked to him a few years ago and he called me and wanted to know if I wanted to come and run one of those uh, vintage cars yeah. somewhere, a race somewhere. And I thought, uh, I thought about it, I thought about it and I said, you know what's going to happen is I'm going to get there and I'm going to say, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I, did, I called back and I, and I forget, we had we already had some plans. I was going to change some plans or something. I said, man, I can't do this. So. Yeah. <laughs> so was it like a cold turkey thing for you? Like you got out of the car and like, I can't get anywhere near this stuff anymore. No, you know, I've retired about three times. So. <laughs> uh, it was like, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I remember the first weekend I didn't race. And I went down to Bass Pro Shops uh, in Concord. And I was looking around there and I was like, Look at my my watch. I said, "Man, I got to get back because the race is fixing to start." And I looked around. And I said, this place is full of people. I thought, "What the hell are they doing?" Yeah, right, <laughs> right. And everybody's supposed to be <laughs> home watching the race on TV. Yeah, you know what's going on here? And it took me a while to realize that you know there's a whole other world out there besides racing. Yeah, but, uh, exactly. It took me a little while to figure that out. <laughs> and uh, and so I was at uh, I didn't go to any races or anything, and, and of course I'd watch them on TV and. And uh, I remember I was, we had gone out to my garage. I was walking back to my house. My phone rang. It was Rick Hendrick. And he says, what are you doing? I said, uh, oh, nothing, you know, just hanging out. And he said, hey, you want to run, uh, you want to go and run Sonoma with uh, Mike and Michael Waltrip's car? And that was the te- year, his first year, and they'd missed like oh, with the new team, yeah, yeah, ten races. Or yeah. I mean, they'd missed you know yeah. a yeah. bunch of races, yeah. and that was a tough year because there were so many teams, you know, right. trying to yeah, make races. Yeah, qualifying right. was a real thing, and right. it was uh, yeah. really tough to make it. And so, oh, and you would have had the provisional. I did. Yeah, so that's what right, they, that right, was what yeah. they called me, and uh, so I went. Uh, so I said, okay. So Rick negotiated the deal for me, and uh, called me back and. He said, hey, hey, it's your agent calling. I said, hey, man. <laughs> but to say, because, like, yeah. Waltrip was, like, it was a separate manufacturer. Like, there was no tie-ins whatsoever. Yeah, and I, asked, and I asked, first thing I asked Rick, I said, are you, are you sure, this, is this going to be okay? I mean, yeah. you know, because uh, him and I are partners in a Chevy dealership. Right, 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 yeah. And he said, yeah, yeah. 
He said, and he, so he gave me the names of like three Toyota guys. He said, man, if you get to meet these guys, you know, <laughs> these are the, you know, some big shots with Toyota yeah. that, that he deals with and stuff. I said, okay. No uh, kidding. All right. So anyway, so I went out there and I drove in and uh, I looked at the sign there and it says the Napa 400 or five, whatever it was. Napa was sponsoring the race. And I thought, oh, yeah. oh that's why they called me. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> we need right. a Napa car yeah. to make uh, this field. Right. And we ended up, I think we qualified, you know, in the. 20 something i guess right. so we yeah. but it was uh they uh i could tell they were they, yeah. were, they were struggling yeah. you know yeah. and uh yeah. right. and it was kind of one of those deals some of the people involved with them at the time were were pretty smart and they uh they knew they were smart and so you couldn't really tell them much oh good uh, you know, yeah uh, yeah i told them yeah. the motors the motors weren't very good and they yeah they thought they needed to work on the throttle linkage. So <laughs> I said, yeah, it's you're right close. Out. You're it's close. Right you, yeah, <laughs> you're getting close. It's a little bit ahead of the Keep throttle going. linkage. Keep we, going. we can name some European manufacturers so that do. are the same way. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but anyway, so I ran, that, I ran that car a few times, and it was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was fun. I just – so then I ran a few other guys' cars and things like that. And, and it was just – I just – I just loved it. You know, it was just fun. And uh, are, remember, the, are the one-offs more fun? Yeah, there's no pressure. You yeah, just go yeah, in. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They walk in and say, hey, guys, what's going on? Right. Everybody says, oh, man, nothing. Glad you're here. I said, yeah. Uh, so uh, it was. I think it was a challenge because you always knew you were trying to take a car that wasn't really right. Sure. Right. great right. and try to get something out of it. Yeah. And yeah. so when you walked away with a you know, top 15 finish or something, it's like, oh, crap. This, That's a that was pretty hey, cool. Yeah, you yeah, know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We did. Yeah. So it, kinda, it was fun. And, well, that's got to uh, be fun. I mean, no points. If you finish 30th, well, that's the car, clearly. Yeah. If you do well, well I, I wrangled it up there. Yeah. But it was. Uh, why, why does Rick Hendrick call you to get you in, a, in another? Like, does he have nothing else to do? He's like the busiest guy ever. He's got a million dealerships, big race team, and he's like, oh, let's get old Tear Bear back in a race car. Daryl, uh, him and Daryl have a dealership in okay. Tennessee. And so Daryl was asking him, you know, if he thought that I'd be willing to come help him out. And so. Rick, so I don't know. I'll give him a call. So. <laughs> okay. It was like the old guard just kind of like helping out each yeah, other. So, yeah. uh, but I just cool. like, because like, I'm guessing Walter has your phone number. I guess he probably does. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's funny that He's everybody like, still you, feels like you have to. Can you talk to him for you me? Pass him this note. Yeah. 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 yeah, he figured he'd probably do better if Rick ca- called me than him. So. <laughs> do you like right. me? Yeah, you know? exactly. So. Check this box if you'll do Sonoma. <laughs> and, and it was, it, I would have probably not done it if Rick wouldn't have called. Really? No kidding. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah I wouldn't have done it. So. Okay. So, so he knew. Yeah, he knew so how to DW play you, basically. Interesting. You're obviously a multi-cup champion. So when you're dealing with like that particular program and you're saying, like, yeah, the motor's not that good. And you're told, well, no, no, it's it's throttle linkage. Do you, I mean, you're doing a one-off basically, yeah. and you're Terry Labonte, so yeah. are you like, all right, or do you actually try? Like, no, guys, like it's yeah, no, I, I mean, I actually tried to help them, and uh, and we went to Kentucky and tested up there, and and really, uh, you know, got the car working pretty good. Of course, we didn't race at Kentucky, but we just went up there to test. Sure, and uh, we were testing before we went to uh, Indy to the to the Brickyard race, and and. Uh, uh, tested i thought the test went pretty well and uh as far as how the car was working mm-hmm. you know right. i mean the, the guys he had some pretty he had some good guys that work on the chassis yeah and things they knew what they're doing and uh and i i called michael <laughs> after the test and i said man he said how'd it go i said well i think we got the car really working pretty good and, and they tried some things and you know we made some really good gains on the car and i said i feel good about all that stuff i said but i tell you what I don't think I've ever run an engine that 
is as weak from like 5,500 to 7,500 as this thing is. It's just, you know, it's really, it's got a real flat spot right there. And uh, he said, well, wait till you get to Indy. I said, uh, well, they got something new for there? He said, no, you'll say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and believe it or not, we, we went up there and ran that race. And that thing, we were like, I think we were running like 20th mm -hmm. at the end of the race with about four to go, five to go, and the thing blew up. And I coasted in. It was it was blown up. Yeah, it right. blew up. I don't know what broke in. Something broke in it. And I remember that it was hotter than heck up there. And I yeah. come in, I got out of the car, and some reporter guy was there. And he said, what happened? I said, uh, I said I'm not really sure. I said, I think the motor blew up. He said, but I said, I don't really understand how it could because I didn't think it had enough power to blow up. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it really pissed them off. Yeah. What are you going to do, fire me? Yeah, 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 so yeah, I, yeah. I think that was my last event. For them, so. <laughs> Well, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> yeah. Like, damn it. That's but they awesome. got their act together now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. It took them a little yeah. while. But I think they had to make a, make some uh, pretty serious changes in everything, but how they were doing things. But they got it going now, that's yeah. for sure. Do, do you think there's a difference between how you handled it in that situation versus, like, when you were still at your height of your career? Like, would you have been a lot more passionate when it was your actual day-to-day -day race, you know, ride? No, I mean, I'd you're the same guy no matter what. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I didn't try any less. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I tried as hard as I could. Sure. But, uh, it was a challenge not having stuff. And yeah. It, and, you know, it's just every team that you drove for was like that. And, uh, do, do you have triggers? Because every interview I've ever seen, every, <laughs> you know, like we literally watch Earnhardt wreck you to win a race and yeah. and they're just and we we can tell that story yeah, later as far as this what an ass <laughs> yeah he's the worst <laughs> but like in every interview you're like eh, all right well that happened yeah um like, what, what, what does it take to get you to throw a table oh uh i don't hardly ever do that okay yeah. but hardly uh, ever. no I, I i really don't get very very mad very often but give us time when i do yeah i do probably get really mad but <laughs> well, uh, rick hendrick told me he said he used to have a stereo that yeah like me that an old stereo that had a needle in it just always stayed over here and all of a sudden it would just peg out right okay <laughs> that's me okay so, all right i thought all right well that's a pretty good description so you're not gonna so. see it coming when it comes no you it's won't just yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. so you'll just be in. unconscious so yeah. i'll be like well that was about expected sorry uh, Sean. you had a good run so uh, when we're doing our research, it's very important to go to like the second, maybe third page of, uh, of Google to learn about people. Oh, yeah. And uh, I have to ask about this Baracho Bastardos <laughs> road trip. Yeah, man. So what is this? The Fool's Run? Yeah. Explain. I've never heard of this at all. I hadn't either until these friends of mine from Texas called and uh, said, hey, uh, we want to go on this, this Fool's Run and... and I'm going to send you some information on it, and you want to go. It's going to be fun. I said, what is it? Oh, I sent you the information. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. Okay. And so they sent me some link, and I looked at it, and, and I thought, oh, God, okay. So I, di I did it. Yeah. I said, okay, yeah, I'll do it. And, uh, and so <laughs> what you do is you buy this piece of crap car for $2,000. Uh -huh. Okay. Okay. And you... Hopefully, it'll make it to Las Vegas. From Austin? From, from Austin. Yeah, okay. So we went 
And that's like a 20-something hour drive. Yeah. 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 It's a hike. Yeah. And it's yeah. like through the just nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're nothing yeah. in heat. So, yeah, I went out through West Texas, Arizona and all that, and El Paso. And, but uh, so we left Austin. Uh, what kind of car did you get? And did you not see the picture of the car? I did, but I need you to tell the story. Okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's an audio medium. <laughs> it's a, a, it was a, a Nissan Armada. Right. Okay. okay. Right. Well, one of the guys that went with us, Shannon Smith, he is a used car guy down in Corpus Christi. Perfect. And uh, so his deal. he had, uh, I don't know if he repossessed his car or what, but uh, anyway, he got this car. And so they got the car and they... They wanted to do some kind of. Everybody has a theme, yeah. you know, yeah. this ride, yeah. and so, so they were, they said, "Hey, we, we, we want to be like, you know, like race car drivers." And I was like, "Oh, come on, man, it's been done. <laughs> it's been done. Can we th- can we think of something else? Yeah, you know? right." And so we came up with pilots, you know, yeah. like an Air Force type yeah. guy, Good. Right. Good. and uh, so we all dressed up. So we, Preston Douglas, who is uh, him and Lance Bradley were the other two, and so anyway, so they. We had these leather helmets and goggles. And you guys look awesome. Flight. Oh, yeah, 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 we did. Look we really look, good. We looked sharp. <laughs> and uh, and so and we had this Nissan Armada that had this wrap on it. The wrap cost more than the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah it should. <laughs> and, God bless uh, it. Yeah, yeah. And so we, uh, we, were, we were decked out. And, and uh, so, but so was everybody else in the yeah, deal. Right. You know, I mean, everybody's in costume and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And so the deal is you buy this car for 2000 bucks, and you drive it to Las Vegas and you sell it okay and uh, and then you take the 2000 or whatever you get for the car yeah back. and there's is there a time like yeah you, a, okay. you get you get there you know on we got there Thursday Friday we sold the car the deal ended Saturday everybody flew home Sunday okay and so we sold the car for four thousand dollars oh yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And so you take the money and you put it on one hand of roulette. <laughs> that. <laughs> so all the teams are all the teams meet down there after yeah. they sell their your, their cars, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, put the money on the one hand of roulette. And so we ended up going uh, with red, uh-huh. and then pick some uh, different numbers and put some chips on some numbers so you're allowed to at least spread that well we did so yeah it's okay. it's kind of spread yeah. out a little bit anyway we hit something and we won like 11.5 i think eleven thousand dollars yeah <laughs> we won like 11 grand you're right. yeah so it's like man this is this is cool yeah so that's a good time where'd you guys finish in the in the run uh we got a trophy for uh-huh. dead ass last oh nice All right. yeah. yeah and yeah. uh we had uh a t- actual trophy that had a horse's ass on it. <laughs> the back of it had a horse's ass. And so Preston, he's got a, he owns a Harley Davidson dealership in Corpus Christi. And so he's got a little trophy case. So he's going to put it in his trophy oh, case. Oh, yeah, you have to. And uh, celebrate that. So, but I, we had a, we cut down a right rear tire in the middle of uh, West Texas. Yeah, you guys are like 20 miles outside of Van Horn. Somewhere. I think, yeah. which is 20 miles outside of nowhere. Exactly. Yeah. We're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. We cut down a right rear tire. And so, no problem. We had a spare tire. We had, every, I mean, we we had spare. We had five gallons of gas because our Nissan Armada had a gas gauge that didn't work. Good, good, good. But we knew that we could go like 220 miles on a tank of gas. Yeah, the thing sucked. That's good. That's not good. That thing sucked. <laughs> fuel mileage. And uh, and every now and then it would like cut off on you. But we had it figured out how to crank it back up. Under you know while rolling. Put it in, yeah, good, put it in neutral. Good, yeah. And then, you know, it took Sounds like safe. two people to do that. So. Yeah. 
And when yeah. was this? It was like a few weeks ago. It was like, yeah, this went about a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we... I'm an adult. Yeah, I yeah. know. So, yeah, so we had uh, uh, our spare tire, grabbed our spare tire out, got a lug wrench, take the lugs off. Well, the thing didn't have the original jack, but somebody had taken it out and they'd put a bottle jack in it, a little hydraulic uh-huh. bottle jack. Yeah. Which would have been great, except for all the hydraulic fluid that was inside the quarter panel that came out of the jack. <laughs> so the jack wouldn't work. But we had a can of transmission fluid. All right. So we worked on the jack. Got it. You had to fix yeah. the jack so got you could it. fix the car. Working. Yeah, and amazing. then the, the stroke on the jack wasn't high enough to get the tire high enough to get it off the, off the car. Excellent. Good. Excellent. Good. So we found a piece of wood and sure. put it under it. And then we ended up Shocked having to up. take the spare tire, put it on the rocker panel, let it down, do it again. <laughs> It took us forever. It right. took us forever. Right. So we got the spare tire on there, and I was, you know, we were helping put the tire in there, and I said, man, we, we need to we need to stop up here and get this tire fixed or something or see what we can do. And I'm a little worried about these lugs in the right rear because it's it had aftermarket wheels on it. Uh-huh. And so we put the stock, the, the spare back on it, and it, I didn't think it was catching, but about four threads on each oh, lug, you know. Good, good. So good. I said, everything about this makes sense. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. probably need to stop and fix this tire. And so, so we got into a truck stop and uh, went in there and bought a plug kit. So we plugged our tire. I said, I'm going to get a new jack. I'm going to go buy us a jack. So right. I went in there and I was trying to find a jack. Didn't get, they didn't have one. Right. A big-ass truck stop. They didn't even have a jack or nothing. Yeah, yeah. That's shocking, especially out in Texas. So, you know, or yeah. Out there, yeah, desert. And so <laughs> we finally got it going. Got the tire fixed, got it changed, went through the same trouble we did before with the jack not having enough stroke, having to, you know, space it up with pieces of wood and things. So we got in the car and took off. We rode a little bit, and I said, you know what was really screwed up about that whole deal? I said, look at us. Look at, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. wearing with, the, I, with <laughs> my, I got my flight suit on. I got my like leather helmet on. World War II era flight suits. <laughs> yeah, and my goggles yeah, on. Yeah. And I went in and out of that truck stop like four times getting shit. And no one said a word. And nobody even looked at me funny. <laughs> I said, that's what's messed up, you know. <laughs> so, anyway, it was a, we had a, it was a fun trip. Yeah. We already signed up for next year. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. With Are you going to go bigger? Huh? Are you going to go bigger? How so? Like in terms of just apparel and oh yeah, and like well, that, well, we haven't got that for you. Okay, right. so, okay, we're not sure. How was? What, okay, so you guys won eleven five. Yeah. What was that? The biggest number someone won? Oh yeah, or, yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So you guys yeah. won that. We won. The, we won the most yeah. money. We right. finished. Oh yeah. Well, the flat tire really, really delayed us. Yeah. And then at the truck stop, getting that thing fixed and changed back was a big delay. And so then we're riding along in my Navigator Preston. He's sitting in the back seat now. He's trying to sell our car. He's got it listed on two or three sites, you sure. know, trying yeah. to sell our car. Yeah. And so, so there's not necessarily a plan for when you get there. You're just going to try and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, right. So right. Like, there's a dealership here. Yeah, we we're not trying smart enough to do that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm, I got the last leg. I'm take, taking it into Vegas, you know. And so I asked Preston twice. I said, man, are you sure we're going the right way? I mean, I've never. I've been to Vegas several times, but right. I've never driven. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And he said, "Yeah, you're good. Keep going." And uh, so I come up to this checkpoint. We stop, and this guy dressed in like a uniform. He looks at me and he says, "You guys have any fruit or vegetable in here?" And I said, "No." I said, "Is this the way to Las Vegas?" And he says. 
where are y'all coming from? And he's <laughs> looking at us and looking at the car and said, we're coming from Texas. And he said, man, you missed a turn pretty far back Yeah, there. but that's because <laughs> that only happens in California. That's right. Yeah. We, <laughs> we were fixing to go to California. We were fixing to cross the border to California. Oh, solid. Yeah. 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 And uh, <laughs> so then uh, we, that cost us a couple. Yeah, of but I can tell you exactly how long that extra, was. Yeah. <laughs> so extra I live in hours. Pasadena. That's a long drive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, we uh, finally got there. And, of course, Somehow, everybody had gotten on this app. Everybody was tracking each other. Sure. Oh, okay. So we knew where everybody okay. was at. Yeah. Okay. Not everybody participated in it, but most majority of the teams were. Right. Yeah. So we pulled in there, and those guys gave us hell. They, were just, <laughs> they saw <laughs> you all the way up. <laughs> they said, man, where the hell were y'all going? You know? I said, shit, we got lost. Man. So. That's awesome. That's a thing. Awesome. <laughs> Have you seen No Country for Old Men? I love that show. I've seen it more than one time. That's a great movie. Good man. All okay. right. So, and favorite, a, favorite line? Yeah. <laughs> and a penury. Uh, I think the part that about flew out of my chair was when that guy got T-boned at the end of it. Oh, the right. First yeah, time you I don't was see watching, that ending coming. You don't yeah, see yeah, that yeah. coming. Was no. All of a sudden, the guy's yeah. just easing down the road. And, yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a heck of a show. Man. Buying the shirts off of the kids. And yeah, the right. Thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that what it's just like every day in Corpus Christi? <laughs> Probably. It's just yeah. like a day in a life. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember that site. Was he voted the number one? What's that? Athlete. Yeah. From, okay. Yeah, so yeah. there's a there's a website where you're shown as the number one athlete from yeah, Corpus Christi, from Corpus Texas. Christi. Would would you have lost your mind if if, if you'd lost to anybody? No, I didn't. If, if there was some like basketball player. Oh no, like, and there was like, a, okay. the, a baseball player, right? Yeah. There was a girl that was Olympic in the Olympics too from down there and, oh okay and she was extremely I mean she was obviously I just had more family members down there than she did <laughs> uh, yeah I thought for sure she would have won it but God what an honor just to be mentioned with all these other people that, sure. that were how big is I've never been through Corpus Corpus Christian. is about uh, oh gosh it's right on the border right no 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 Corpus. no no it's uh, thank God it's not <laughs> uh, <laughs> my God uh it's on the water. It's on, uh, it's on the Gulf. It's that, on the Gulf. Maybe where I got it confused. So. It's probably okay. about ninety miles, maybe to the border, like okay. a straight line from there. But it's right on the. We're on the right Gulf on Coast. The, on the Gulf. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's, it's probably a population of about two hundred fifty thousand. Oh, okay, it's a reasonable size. Yeah. So you were. I mean, we're not really a bio kind of show, um, so we don't really like go look. And then in '86, this happened. But um, you know, from what I can glean from your 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 bio, you grew up almost all oval track racing. Yeah. So short tracks and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. But I always have been between winning Rolex and just generally in NASCAR, you were always one of the, the big players when it came to road courses. Yeah. Where did that come from? I have no idea. But uh, <laughs> no. Uh, I went to the first time I ever ran on a road course was at uh, Texas World Speedway. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. The old Texas World mm-hmm. Speedway. Yeah. And. Uh, when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. I was only yeah. like, I don't remember, 19 maybe or so, yeah. 18 or 19, I guess. And uh, so we went up there. I had a Camaro, late model, late model Camaro. And uh, so and we had run, at, you know, the, the Myers Speedway in Houston and San Antonio and all around there. And, and uh, so we went up there and ran that race. And uh, the guy that was driving the pace car, he used to do some sports car racing. And he did some stock car racing. And stuff. The guy was just a real craftsman, and man, all this stuff was just—he's like per- perfect, you know. He's a guy that could build street rods or something, you know. I'm just a really heck of a 
fabricator, and his name was Paul Jett. And uh, so he took me around the track in the pace car. And, uh, and before we went up there, he told my dad how to build the transmission in the car so that we wouldn't break the synchronizers. Uh, okay. okay. Because that was an issue back yeah, early, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Back with the old, you know, so four-speed. the paddle, right? So you, yeah, right, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so uh, cup shifts. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so had some different synchronizers in the transmission so that wouldn't, so they wouldn't break. And then, uh, so Paul showed me uh, the, the line, how to, with the run and everything and around there. It's okay. So we're not there. We won the pole, and uh, the uh, dang temperature gauge broke in our car, and I thought it got hot. Yeah. I quit. Right. I was leading the race. Oh, you just pulled out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like yeah, the temperature's yeah. pegged out. Yeah. I was like, man, we can't, blow the, we can't blow the motor up. Right. 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 So we got home, and I second the motor out like on uh, Monday, and I called my dad, and I said, "Oh, he is at work," and I called him. I said, "Well, you won't believe this." I said, "The temperature gauge still pegged out." <laughs> and he said, right. "What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks. Super hot. Yeah. So anyway, but awesome. so he said next time. He said next time that happens, he said watch the oil temperature. <laughs> he said wait if this doesn't go up, don't worry about it. No. Uh, and so I did that, and then we went to Riverside and raced, and then uh, Billy Hagen got me uh, hooked up." with this guy and I went out there and did a Bob Bondurant course yeah okay the guy's name was Bill Cooper okay uh, and he did a little some sports car racing and stuff and he was one of the instructors there and the first time I went out there and rode around the deal and he says uh, show me how you uh, you downshift there again you know so I, I you know put my foot on the brake and I tapped the gas with my uh foot and, and he says you're doing that backwards and I said what do you mean he said well you're supposed to use your like the you kind know the ball of your, feet. The ball yeah. of your foot on the brake and then your your heel on the gas uh -huh. yeah. and I said well I can't because my pedals are wrong in my car you know the gas <laughs> oh, pedals right, up there yeah, 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 it ain't gonna work you know so I went back and I had the guys move my oh, pedals all thing, around yeah, yeah, you know? okay. right. and so I spent a couple of days with him out there in, at uh, the Bondurant school and uh, he really taught me a lot about yeah. how yeah. to do all that stuff. Yeah. And and, uh, and the guy was really, he was really good. And yeah. it, it was it was uh, it was a real mm -hmm. good, you know, learning experience for right. me. And uh, so I probably I guess we learned everything between those two guys. Well, yeah, right, like, right. it's like uh, road course schools and sim time and stuff like that in the modern era is pretty common. But like if this was late seventies, early eighties, this when was you were early eighties. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, and just and gotta go. Like, was well, everybody else doing this, or was no, this, no. yeah? Like, okay. yeah, you know, I don't know, because everybody's just like. Because there's like two races a year. It wasn't yeah, really yeah, yeah, a right. big part of the schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. Interesting. But and that was your initiative, or, or so Billy Hagen was your team owner when you first got going yeah. at the top level. Was it his Yeah, he's one, Yeah, he, it was his idea. And it sounds like he was a road racer already between, yeah. Like, yeah, he did like a full season. Him and I both went out there to do the Bondurant school. Okay, okay. cool, yeah. cool. Yeah. They had to use his credit card a little bit more than mine. Well, <laughs> actually, actually, they used his credit card uh, for the whole thing. But uh, I knew when I came around one lap and his right front tire was off that thing, I thought, oh, <laughs> at a school. Look at yeah. Billy just bought this car. <laughs> but it was fun. We had a good time. Yeah. How'd you first meet Billy Hagen? You know, it's a crazy story. 
I was racing in Houston, Texas at the Meyer Speedway, half mile track. I mean, there was the competition there was just unbelievable back then, and and uh, had some really guys that were really really good, and they had awesome cars and sponsors, and I mean, you know, the whole deal. And uh, they traveled. Some of those guys traveled all over the place. One one of them was named uh, Freddie Fryer, kind of Freddie Fryer, who was just. Uh, one of my short track heroes, but uh, uh, so we didn't go to the race one weekend. Uh, we, our engine had blown up the week before. We were leading the points up there. We didn't go to the race. Uh, and this is all self-funded. You're renting your own cars. Yeah, your yeah, engine my, blows, my, like you're done my for dad, a little while. Yeah. It was my dad's car, you know right, what I mean? Right, And, uh, you know, he had a, a real job. My mom worked, and and, uh, and so our engine broke, and my dad you know, I had to order some stuff for the engine, and and. Uh, and is it one of these things like he can't order till the next payday? No, he went and borrowed money. Oh wow! wow. Okay, yeah, he, went, yeah, yeah, yeah. he okay. went and borrowed some money to right. fix the engine. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm sitting there thinking, oh man, you know, they, we really can't afford to do this, and and. Uh, and was this fun, or was this always a career move? No, it was just fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were just doing it for the fun of it, yeah, you yeah. know, and uh, and so. Uh, I never thought of it as a career. Right. No, I understand you know, that. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it was just, yeah. you know, weekend hobby. That yeah, we did. Yeah. And, uh, and so then uh, we were getting ready to go back to the races that weekend, and, and uh, the phone rang, rang at the house there, and I answered the phone. And uh, it was a guy named Ed Hamlin who was a promoter at Meyer Speedway in Houston, Texas. And uh, he says, uh, hey, I was just calling check on you guys see if you are coming back this weekend or not and i said yeah we're gonna we're gonna be back this weekend and and i said yeah we couldn't get our engine back together last week and and uh i said we're gonna be there this weekend and he said well great he said i got somebody i want to introduce you to i said okay I said, he said i got a guy that i think might can help you guys out a little bit you know sponsorship wise and i said okay well that'd be great so i told my dad so we didn't think much anything of it, you know. So we went to the race that weekend. We finished second. Tore down the top three cars. And so we're sitting there, and uh, the promoter comes down. He was a big, big guy. And he comes down, and uh, uh, he had this guy with him. And it was Billy Hagen. He introduced us to Billy. And uh, so him and my dad talked, and, and – uh, as it turned out during this whole time, they're, you know, inspecting the cars. The guy that won wouldn't, he wouldn't, uh, wouldn't let him PNG his car. Okay. Check his cubic inches. Yeah, right. You oh, know? Yeah. Because wow. <laughs> he knows he's screwed. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it was a wet for cubic inch deal. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, I don't know why he wouldn't do that. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they, they kicked him out, and so they gave us the win. And uh, so anyway, so Billy started sponsoring our short track car. And he worked cool. out a deal with the promoter. Yeah. And so they just paid me first place money every week. It okay. didn't matter where I finished. Oh, that's a hell of a deal. That's a yeah. hell of a deal. It, it yeah. was an awesome deal. And then uh, – And Billy was just a fan? I mean, in the sense of, like, he just wanted to be involved in the scene? He already had a NASCAR team. Right. And, and a cup team. Okay. And he – Was he a all, Texas guy? Yeah. Okay. He, he was in Louisiana, and he spent a lot of time in Texas okay. in the oil business, right. you know, and a uh, big race fan. And so he knew – Ed Hamlin, the guy that promoted the track, and so he came out there and he sat in the stands and watched us run. And 
we worked out a deal with him. And uh, and then we, for every, like, 100-lapper race, he'd buy me a set of tires. And then he would send us some engine parts that they kind of would cycle through their deal. Uh, right. Things okay. like that. Okay. So you're getting kind of like a support from a cup team. Yeah, Almost it, like a satellite. We, yeah, we call it a junior team now. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Engine so. parts. They would send us some engine parts. And, yeah. Uh, of course, a lot of the stuff was so heavy that you didn't really want to use it on a short track. Right. Stuff, right. But, it's not what but you're still, it was for. the cylinder heads were, you know, good yeah. and right. things like that. So When that happens, do other teams that you were running with when you were kind of still like a small operation, are they jealous? Or no, or? they didn't know. They didn't know about okay. it. Oh, okay. And how different were those cars versus like a cup car? Like create a lot of cup stuff that had been cycled out. Move over to you? No. Okay. We, he just, we just got a few engine parts. Yeah. You know, okay. like a set of connecting rods. And, sure. Sure. Uh, that was about it. Cylinder heads. But Still stuff you don't have to order now. There so. was, you know, yeah. there was some stuff that we uh, were able to use some of it. And uh, and you're getting paid first place money. Guaranteed first place every night. That's, that's so. awesome. And yeah. even back, back then, you know, the, you can win 1200 bucks a night. Yeah. And, uh, and. That's about what it pays now. <laughs> right. We had a, yeah. you know, we had like four thousand dollars in a whole car, you know. Yeah, right, so right. It, 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 the tires back then were, you know, like <clears throat> seventy bucks a piece. Yeah, yeah right. So, what but you, even at so this different. level, once you start getting that kind of support, are you starting to see a path towards bigger racing? Or nope. is it still? Then, then, I mean, I'm like nineteen years. Nineteen, okay. Nineteen, maybe, maybe just. So, what was the career path then? Where were you? What were you going to be? Oh, I had no idea. Okay. Okay. What's uh, your dad do, by the way? He worked at a at the Naval Air Station. He, okay. he was a civilian, okay. and they worked on uh, helicopters okay. and stuff for the Navy. Okay. Uh, he was on part of a team that uh, they would analyze accidents and travel to places to see, you know, what happened to a helicopter or something if they had an issue or or something like that. So he was part of a team that that would do that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, try to come up with fixes and try to prevent that from happening again. Okay. Uh, but he wasn't sitting there working at a steel mill or no, something all uh-uh. day. Okay. No. Okay. No. So, uh, but he had, his background was, you know, mechanics and right. stuff like that. So, When you're 19 and you're starting to make some money from driving race cars, do you go buy something stupid? No, you wait until you're like, you know older to do that okay so when you're a big nascar cup star do you buy something stupid oh well <laughs> you can you know, sometimes. <laughs> what'd you do what was oh, the, no, what was the first big stupid. dumb thing you bought big dumb thing i bought yeah you know what? like you get your first check from hendrick and you're like all right <laughs> getting that plane i don't need getting a rhinoceros yeah exactly <laughs> uh, no i probably wouldn't like a dinosaur skull i probably didn't do too many stupid things but. Uh, now you probably don't ask my wife that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but back to Hagen there, he uh, he called me at the end of the season and he says, "Hey, uh, do you want to move out to North Carolina and uh, work on my team, and then we'll run five races next year? Well, you know, the sec- a second car." Yeah. I said. So move to Charlotte. He said, yeah, come out here. I want you to, to work with the team, kind of figure out this stuff. And then, then we're going to run later in the year. We're going to run five races, and then you can run for rookie of the year next year. So I'm like. And this is at a cup level? Yes. Wow. Cup level. Okay. And so 
I said, well, okay. Well, let me think about it, and I'll call you back, you know. So that night I was telling my dad about it. My dad says, so would you, would you tell him? I said, I thought I'm going to think about it and call him back. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said uh, you know, this is uh, probably an opportunity of a lifetime here. You know? <laughs> sure yeah. you don't want to say yes? So yeah. I said, yeah, well, I guess you're right. You know, so. When, uh, <laughs> hey, Ryan. The answer is yes. When Acura offered you the ride. I was like, let me, let, I'm going to take a night. Yeah. Think about it. Don't call the other guy on the list, please. <laughs> he was going to say yes immediately. Yeah, right. So. Yeah. And your dad wasn't like forcing like the backup plan on you, like no, you got to go to school first or none of that stuff. Well, no, I mean I, I was already had a backup plan. I was living at home. My parents gave me a credit card. I was they were still buying me a tank of gas a week. Spoiled factory deal. I had a (laughs) factory parents deal. I had a Corvette, and my mom's Cadillac was sitting out in the driveway. So (laughs) I got to keep my car inside. I'm like, what's what's wrong with this deal? You know, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to be me. I kind of like it. You know, you're going to upset my Apple car. So you weren't you weren't slaving away in a restaurant. Like, man, I got to get out of this town. You're like, nah. Okay. Okay. Just going to do this or be a cup driver. So uh, we were a. big fan of the ESPN documentary that was made called Three, starring Barry Pepper. Um, and it's, it's Chad and, McCombie. And Chad McCombie. It was the Dale Earnhardt movie that they made, the TV movie. Don't know if you saw it. It's what? Maybe not that great. Just throwing it out there. How dare you, sir? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but there is a character in that movie. They call it The Mill. And about 35 times in that movie, they keep, they keep saying, like, Dale, if you don't win this race, you're going back to the mill. Yeah. And so he had to race to not be at the mill. And they mentioned this about 140 times in the movie. Yeah, it's a big and part of it. Yeah. yeah. And so at no point in your 19-year-old adventures are you like, oh, if I don't do this, I'm going to end up That's slaving the- away investigating helicopter accidents. No. No. You were just like, I'm it's happy like to live at home. Life is good. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea what I was going to do. I mean, I honestly didn't. I, you know, I thought. You're sure you're not from California? <laughs> like, everything about you speaks Newport Beach. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I didn't really know what I was going to do. Uh, uh, Texas is obviously like a big sports state, and football oh, is yeah. massive. Did you play football? When I was a kid, I did. Yeah. Youth league football. You know, I never played in high school or anything like right. that. I, right. I didn't do that. But I was, I was a – my size was okay when I was a kid, and then in high school – some of them other kids got bigger than I did. Right, <laughs> right. I said, uh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like it's going to hurt. Yeah. yeah. So, so you move out to North Carolina after giving it thought for some reason. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Um, Fine, I'll go do that. Uh, so, would, would, like, would, did you have to wrench for a year? Yeah, okay. no, just for the... And well, were you much of a... I mean, you were working on your own cars, but would you consider yourself good? No. Okay. <laughs> no. I, I mean, I could do... I could do... You know, I could do a lot of stuff. I just, right. and, and I think that's one thing that helped me because I could always look and see. I knew what they're doing. Right. You know. Right. Uh, but so we started out and ran, uh, went, went to all these races and stuff. And there's only like three people working the team, you know, right. back then. And uh, I was one of them. And Were you doing pit stops? Oh, I carried tires. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, I did that. And I jacked the car. A few times, I'm not a very big jack guy. Right. And the tires and the tires were pretty heavy. We yeah. Jump off the wall. With yeah. Them. Uh, I never did change a tire. And these are the days before speed limits. In oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No speed limits. Yeah. Right. And, right. Uh, so anyway, went went to several races and 
So then the guy that was driving the car says, he figured out who I was. Billy's wife recognized me. She, or she was, they were eating dinner one night, and I walked, me and this other guy walked past the restaurant at the motel, and she saw me, and she said, well, there's Terry. And Billy's like, yeah. And so then she started talking about going to Houston and watching me race and all this and that, and then the guy that was driving the car, he was like, this. Oh, all of a sudden. This did yeah. not go this well. This is a yeah, competitor right, now. Right. This, oh, this that's the guy that's going to take my me. job. Yeah. This, yeah. This, right. this didn't go well. Yeah, okay. And, uh, Who was it? Skip Manning. Okay. And, uh. So I was like, oh, God. Uh, so anyway, we went to the next race at Dover, and Skip made me ride with him in the Suburban up there, and he chewed my ass out. <laughs> uh, here we go. Okay. I'm like, yeah. You're riding with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Punishment. And uh, so anyway, so him and – well, what happened, what really, I think, really turned the deal the wrong direction for him is we were somewhere at a track and the crew chief went and asked Donnie Allison to come take our car out for a to, to run it. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Get, get the data overlay. It's, yeah, right. Right. Yeah. right, right. Yeah. So you yeah. print that MoTeC out. Yeah, print it. Right. Yeah. And so Skip, had, he had, he'd been running and running and running and changing the spring and changing that spring. And they could change the same spring like four times, you know, back and forth. And uh, so they went and got Donnie Allison to get in it. And Donnie just walked up sat in the seat, buckled up, backed out, and skipped standing there looking at him like, like what, what is hell? this? Yeah, you right. know? And Tex Powell was crew chief. He said, we're going to get down here take this thing out and see what he thinks. And his first lap by was one second faster. Oh, oh wow. On an oval. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I was like, hmm, boy, that didn't go good. <laughs> and it was downhill from there. Yeah. It was skip. just, yeah. I mean, it was down. Because the time that he ran would have, would have put the car up the top ten, you know. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. yeah, back back yeah. then, the speeds were, you know, sure. a little bit different than that. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. Uh, so anyway, that kind of kind of really didn't go well. <laughs> and uh, and so then, skip. So then the crew chief ended up quitting a few weeks later, and a couple other guys left. We got a couple more guys. So anyway, come down to me and him and some other kid, and uh, it's like he comes to me and says, "Hey." Uh, Billy decided to shut the team down. Oh, wow. I said, it didn't surprise me. Right, right, you know, right, right, right. didn't surprise me at all. Well, so I said, okay. Back to my mom's Cadillac. Yeah. So I called <laughs> call my dad. I said, hey, uh, <laughs> might be coming home. Uh, anyway, I, I told him what was going to happen. And uh, mm-hmm. so then I guess a couple of nights later, Billy called. He said, hey, I'm not really going to shut the team down. He said, but I want to get the inventory of everything that we had up there from Skip. And uh, when I do, uh, he's going to be gone. Uh, I said, okay. So anyway, so I went up there. I was helping do the inventory. And we went through. I mean, that guy kept. He kept empty oil cans. I mean, you know, we had sure, sure, yeah, yeah, every yeah, yeah. bent piece yeah, right. that come yeah. off that car. Right. It would be on an MTV show It was today. like just yeah, junk, yeah. you know. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so Billy called me. He said, okay, I got the inventory list. He said, go up there and uh, uh, see if it looks like everything's in place. And Skip's going to give you the keys and call me. I said, oh, okay. So here I am. 20 years old. I mm-hmm. walk in this building. There's this guy, 45 years old, who doesn't like me, right. and uh, he's going to beat the out of me probably. Right. <laughs> and uh, so I go up there, and he uh, 
gives me the keys. He, he didn't give them to me. He just dropped them on the desk. And he said, have fun. He shut the door. I took the key and I locked the door. <laughs> you know, right, don't right, come right. back and hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, uh, and I locked the door and off he went. And so Billy calls and he said, hey, we're going to go uh, yeah, get the car ready. This guy, Daryl Bryant's going to come up there and help you get it ready. And we're going to go to Darlington. I said, Darlington? So it wasn't like we're shutting down and we'll come back in six months. Oh, like no. we're, oh, no. we're coming back in a week. This is two weeks, yeah. Right, right, right. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. A, a week I, or two it later. It wasn't, yeah. like, uh, wasn't much of a ruse. Yeah. Okay. And so he says, uh, yeah, Daryl's going to come up there and help you get that car ready. You'll go to Darlington. I said, you know, Billy, I was thinking about maybe going to Martinsville or Wilkesboro first or something. <laughs> and he says, we're going there, too. We said, we're going to Darlington first. I said, okay. So your first cup race was was Darling. one of the hardest tracks in the world to drive on. Yeah, yeah. And in those days, you were probably still hitting, like, what, 160, 170 at the end oh, of the yeah. straights. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it, the Hans device had not been thought of yet. Yeah. <laughs> so what, we went to Darlington. Okay. I had set, you done any big tracks in Houston or in, in Texas? I had ran Texas World Speedway once in a USAC race. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And a qualified sixth. Uh, up there, we fell out of the race, but... Uh, so that was my only experience on right, that track. Right, right. And so we Minimal. went there and uh, went out there. First, you got to do is go to this rookie, got to go to the rookie meeting and yeah. all this snap. And they, they had a they had a, a little room with a TV in it that was like old. You know, of course it was it was old in '78. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it, this was like old TV right. in '78, and uh, they had like an old tape thing and and they talked about the rookie meeting and Cale Yarbrough was a guy he was a former he was a defending champion so he was okay so he knew the deal yeah, yeah. he was the he was a guy there holding the meeting and so then they showed this video and the video had all the things of not to do okay Here's yep. Sh- yep. don't you don't enter the pits this way you don't exit the pits this way when you see this move over flag you move over and I'm sitting there and the whole highlight of the whole show was the car number 92, sponsored by Stratograph, which was Billy's car. Oh. Which was the car I'm driving that looks identical to it. And I'm right, sitting there on right. the couch looking at this, all this stuff. And I thought, oh, sh. <laughs> I said, well, I guess the best, best thing to do is try not to make next year's video. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't be in the video. Yeah. yeah. Don't be in the highlight room. Right. Yeah. How do you think your career would have gone with stage racing? Oh, I, I, I'm not opposed to that at all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't sure how it's going to be to start with, but I, I think it's been okay. Right. You know, I, I think it's been okay. Yeah. yeah. Were you, like, somebody that wanted to be up front all the time, or were you just kind of always there when it needed to be? Because obviously you, that's what they're trying to do is get people to not ride, but they want them to actually race. Yeah. It, you, you just – it doesn't matter. You just always do what the rules are, mm-hmm. you know. Right. They change the rules, and your strategy is a little different. So, yeah. You know, and uh, I've heard, you know, years ago, people I've heard say people say something about, you know, the way the championship was, you know, back then, you know, versus today, yeah. the way they do it and everything, right. and it's like, well, you you would you would have done things you'd differently. You'd go about it differently. Yeah, right. You know, right. it's like okay, you know, playing. 
you play football with a bat, you know. I mean, they're gonna, <laughs> yeah. they're gonna, they're gonna, if it's gonna be the home run, you know, right. you're, you're yeah, gonna have yeah. a different, you're a different guy playing quarterback, you know. Exactly. So, yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's just, it's the same. It's just, in the same people are gonna come out on top, right? You know, right. They just might do it a different way. That's exactly right. Is there one general direction you've seen it go that you don't care for? Whether it's the championship format or the nature of spec racing or any of that kind of stuff. Not really. I think they. I think we're probably going to see some changes, you know, going forward. They, you know, uh, but it's, uh, you know, there's probably going to have to be some things they come up with to help with the cost of the racing. It's gotten so expensive, and they probably need to look at doing that just because of the fact that I think one of the things that has really hurt the sport is the fact that you have so many teams out here that don't have the same sponsor every weekend. You know, they can't, they just, it, it costs so much you can't find a company that's going to spend that kind of money. So if they could reduce the cost of that down, you know, and, and maybe then you're going to have more more sponsors that can sponsor the full deal or, or split it with somebody. But I think the fans lose some connection with the teams because they go to the races or watch the races and they can't find their car right. or their driver because... It looks different every week. Sure, sure. You yeah. Know? Or yeah. maybe the product that engaged them mm-hmm. to be there is sure. not there anymore. They don't care. Yeah. 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 I mean, you look at, you know, back when I raced, we had the Kellogg's car every weekend. And Earnhardt had the, you know, Jim Goodrich car. And you had Starlin Marlin with the Kodak car. And you can just go down a Rusty with the Miller car. You just go down a line. You knew. And yeah. You knew every week. That's, that's, that's your guy, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And I think that has hurt the sport a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, how many boxes of cereal have you signed in your life? Several. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Too some of them bring many. them. Some of them would bring them with cereal, and some of them would bring them empty. Right, you know? right, <laughs> but, right. But yeah, did they ever pitch you on your own cereal? No, no. They were never like, "We're going to do Terry Flakes." Yeah, no, yeah here exactly. it is. Uh, uh, no. Do you have a favorite worst commercial? A favorite worst, worst commercial. commercial. That I was in? Yeah. Or have you ever said no to something? Like, we want you to wear this yeah. suit. You're like, I'm not. Yeah, guys. I'm sure I have, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a commercial you did for Denny's. There was, like, yeah. some crazy Grand Slam thing. Yeah. But I remember all the shots. I don't know if they were directing you to look tough or you just didn't, you just weren't into it. <laughs> because it. every shot of you was like, uh-huh. <laughs> no, right. that's, that's how they wanted it, yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that's how you are to Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> just, so they want you to look the part. I'm here. Yeah. I'm deflated. Doing yep. this again. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, do you want to get into your. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. Sean's got a thing. He's so excited about this. I'm so excited because I, I just want to know more and why. <laughs> so we've, you're the second person we've interviewed that took part in this, but the first one was Bobby Allison, and conversation just didn't go this direction. 1983 hit music album, NASCAR Sings. That was horrible. <laughs> that was horrible. Where, like, I'm, I'm going to go with this probably wasn't your idea. Where did this come from? Man, I don't know. But some yeah. dumb guy, dumbass had an <laughs> idea that everybody's going to get rich, you know, make all this money. We're going to get rich quick. So oh, basically, and this was like, we don't even have CDs at this point. So basically somebody's going to print it. It's an like, album. Yeah, it's a vinyl <laughs> album. Yeah. And it's like 22 tracks. It was horrible. Of 22 NASCAR drivers singing, and I believe these were all original songs. They were. They yeah. They had a writer that wrote them for you. Yeah, because oh, yours was yeah. Yours was like the Iceman melts or something like that. Yeah, something something. That Usually, if we uh, we have a party or something, 
occasionally and somebody's drunk enough to figure it out they'll uh, pull it up on their phone and play it oh that's the, okay <laughs> I'm like, so that's, oh, great. that's the party trick to make you really mad is that the trigger is this the trigger we've been looking for that's how you end the party uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that was horrible so what is that phone call like like is it like a record guy or a nascar guy who's like we've got this promo idea it's going to be great i don't remember but yeah. it was okay. probably a some kind of pro- promo guy and uh, I don't know how the, how in the world they talked everybody into doing that. <laughs> I have no idea. There had to have been money involved. Yeah. You know. And this was like 80, so there's no auto-tune. There's no like, yeah. in a proper oh, yeah. studio. I remember I, I was in uh, Nashville. Oh, wow. Went to Nashville. You had to go, with, like, you had to do it properly. Yeah. And they yeah. said, they said, uh, do you need anything? I said, yeah, how about a six-pack of beer? <laughs> they got me a six-pack of beer. <laughs> So it was like the music already laid out and you were just singing over the track or did it, was it, you're sitting there with a live band? No, no, no. The mu- I think the music was already right. la- laid out. Yeah. Or they, There's a lot of They echo. did something, yeah. yeah. And at any point while you're singing, are you thinking to yourself, like, I don't sing? Or are you like, I'll just drink another beer and keep this going? A little liquid courage? Y- yeah, if you drink enough, you, you, Anybody actually, will sing. you actually think you're pretty good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, y'all screwed this thing up because I know I'm better than that. <laughs> It's the producer's <laughs> fault. <laughs> so were you guys all there at the same time? No. Okay, so you just showed up, did your bit, yeah. you're out of there. Did yeah. you know others were doing it? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I assume you'd have to know everybody else was doing oh, it. Oh, 100%. I'd be like, I'm courage. not doing that. Well, Bobby yeah. Allison's doing it. Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah. 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 How long did that take? Is it like a full day? I think we were there three or four hours, probably. Okay. Yeah, oh, so okay. It was, a, nice. it was a good half a day, probably. And it was one right. of those classic, like, you're in the soundproof booth, and the guy hits a button, he's like, all right, that was good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's. Okay, we're going to try that again. <laughs> so it was one of the full deal. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> really put some heart into it this time, Terry Bear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How was the public reaction? Yeah, what was the fallout from that? <laughs> yeah, it probably wasn't good. I was going to say, like, uh, there, but. So you've erased the memory. Yeah, yeah, like you've erased the memory of yeah, when it launched. Yeah. And, okay. there's, uh, you know, there's certain things you see you can't erase, and that's one of them. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I was going to say, because like, if you're a big fan of somebody and they do something like that, you want to like it for them. You know, you're like, ah, oh, Terry's think, my guy. Man, but what, yeah. what were they thinking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously there had to have been some money exchange hands there or something or nobody would have done it. Right, no. yeah. right. Yeah. And I don't remember if there was or not, but there had to be. Yeah, there had to be. There's no way that was a favor. That's so good. Who who got the most uh, crap for it? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. It's not like this is a blacked out. He's like, like, never that going that never happened. Never yeah. happened. Thanks, YouTube. In 85, you drove a Lola Corvette prototype car at Daytona. Yeah. I mean, it looked very similar to the Corvette. Hendrick cars exactly. that came. This was one of the first ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That had to be, for you, a completely, like, alien experience because it's rear engine. It's got actual downforce. Yeah. Power is probably less than it, what you're used to. It didn't have, yeah, it didn't have that much motor in it. Yeah. Uh, uh, it had a small block Chevy in it. But uh, it's a cool car, though. I remember going down there testing, and uh, I don't remember the guy that owned the car. I don't remember him, but his name. Lee Racing? Something like that, maybe so. Yeah. And uh, so we went down there and ran that car. So we went to go test down there, and they had the track. And the guy that owned the car was driving it. And he was coming off turn four, and the wing came off the back of it. And the wing flew up in the stands. Oh. And the car went round and round, and he stopped down there in the uh, about the start-finish line. Yeah. He was twirled to hell. Yeah. I'm like, well, 
we won't be running 24 hours a day telling this thing. <laughs> I never yeah. got to drive it. And uh, thank God I wasn't in it when that happened. Yeah. But uh, so they ended up, they, somehow they got it all fixed back up and we ran that race and yeah, it, it is broke, that, broke something, bro. I can't remember. Is that pre bus stop? You know, I don't remember. Yeah. Because that, that kind of speeds of the wing coming off. <laughs> Yeah. It probably was. Yeah. Yeah. It had to have been. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. If you got the call to run the 24 today, would you do it? Nah, probably not. (laughs) You know, that's an awesome race for about three hours. (laughs) It's like, damn, how long is this thing going to last? So many many hearts just broke. Oh, they said said 24 hours. Terror Bear, it's a good race. Um, The last time time I ran the 24-hour race. That was with Kevin Doran, right? Yeah. 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 It was a cool car. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was, I like. Yeah, the DPs. Yeah. I like those cars. They were. Yeah. That place. Can all go. Thank, Thank you. you. They were fun. And uh, so we went down there and I had my motor home and Bobby had his motor home. And, oh, that's uh, right. You guys ran together. Yeah. 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 And Brian Herta. Yeah. And heard of him. Yeah. And Jan Magnuson. Magnuson. Oh, Magnuson. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> and, we, we talked about, we just talked last, about last night. night. <laughs> and, I already that. and so uh, oh, it's today's Jan Lammer's birthday. No. That, that's real. And so um, I think late in the race there, we, well, Jan, he qualified like third fastest, I think. Yeah. That guy was fast. And, uh, and I think late in the race, we'd gotten up to third and uh, transmission mm-hmm. gave out on her something late in the race. And we, I think we wound up still finished eighth or ninth but mm-hmm. uh we started the race there and the guy that spotted for me on my cup car we got him to come down there and the guy that spotted for bobby came down there so we have a spotter you know yeah and uh so we started the race and uh jan was driving it and caution came out and i don't know what was going on and and uh my spotter eddie he was a uh, he was telling Juan that uh, you know about this and Juan about that so I called Eddie <laughs> Eddie's up in the spotter stand he says my phone's ringing it's me he's like hello I said his name is Jan it's not Juan it's Jan <laughs> he said it's not Juan I said no it's Jan 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 he said oh okay <laughs> <laughs> All the same. Yeah. He'd, he'd, been, we'd, he'd been down to South Texas too much with me. Right. thought it was Juan. So. <laughs> I mean, it was foreign. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, when you show up to do a race like that, and, and that lineup specifically, you guys have a chance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. like, that's coming to play. Yeah. And you probably, I'm assuming, don't know who half the people you're competing against are, right? Because yeah. why would you? Don't know. You man. know? Yeah. yeah. So how does that work from being obviously height of your career in stock car racing? You're you're the man, and then you show up and you're racing against like some of the best talented guys yeah. on the planet that do that. Yeah, yeah, and you know you know a lot of them. Or you, no, you, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. But sure. like you might be in the middle of the night with a battle with a guy you never even knew existed, who could be like the king guy from Japan. Yeah, but you don't know. You just go race, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We went down there and practiced that car. My brother he spun out like every time he went out. You know? <laughs> And finally, I shots fired. Yeah. So I went over there and I said, "Bobby, I said, do you know how much this car cost?" He looked at me. He says, "No." I said, "Well, I don't either exactly, but it's expensive." And I said, "So try not to tear the guy's car up." You know? <laughs> <laughs> but 
I said, you're not going to go as fast as Jan, so don't try it. You know? Right. <laughs> right. And you had Brian Herta, too. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, those guys, both of the guys were fast. So. Of the bunch, I was the slowest. But I was the only one that didn't go off the course, I think. Well, so. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing it right from your head. I will yeah. say, I did the 2011 Rolex 24 with Bobby in a Porsche. Oh, did you? And well, I mean, I didn't drive, but right. uh, I was working on that team. Oh. And um, he was actually really good. Yeah. Like, he was able to keep up with, like, factory guys. Yeah. He came from oh, yeah. Porsche, and he was within a second. Right. Um, and it was it blew my mind. And you'd hear these, like, there was this one driver, Roman Dumas, um, who's French. And... Uh, I like that I had to pause. I think <laughs> he was, it was uh, a friend with Roman Dumas. French. Anyway, but I'll never forget. He was like looking at the data, and all he could think was like, Bobby Labonte, <laughs> he was as fast as me. You know, it was just amazing to see that that interaction. But I, well, I remember when we were down there, uh, yeah. Kevin, the guy that owned the car. Kevin Dorn. Yeah. yeah. He was looking at the data, and he says, he, he pulled me over there, and he says, he said, I don't understand what you're doing, but you are the fastest on the, down, on the big track. On the oval. On, on the, the oval. oval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're faster than everybody else in the oval. Yeah. And I said, I knew when I came down here I was going to have that part figured out. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's my strong suit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's awesome. So in 88, you got to race in one of my favorite series, IROC. Oh, yeah, man. How, like, how cool was IROC? Especially was, back then. Those it was were awesome. Yeah. And it was, it was awesome because, you know, back then – they really had guys, you know, from the stock cars, Indy cars. They even had some F1 guys that would come and yeah. run, and and uh, sports car guys. Mm-hmm. It, it was just, it was cool, man. It was, it was all people you knew, yeah, <laughs> right. you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was, it was really a neat series, and you know, it. Uh, Jason Ignore did an awesome job mm-hmm. with it, and I mean, it was just a great series. Yeah, it was, it was really an honor to run that deal, and it was fun. Right. Yeah, you know, they set them up as close as they could to each other mm-hmm. and you know people get them and their driving styles are just different than the guys that set yeah. them up yeah. and, right right and so you had to really kind of try to get that figured out but uh it was probably easier for us to do that because right. we're used to heavy heavier cars right yeah. yeah and it's probably harder to go from a light car to, to a heavy, heavy car, car yeah. it is the other way yeah, around yeah, right, you know? right, yeah. and, uh, but it was a great series it was yeah. Fun, yeah if that series came back i think it'd be super popular now because we Anytime a driver does a transitional thing and they do like these car swaps, like Jimmy Johnson yeah, runs, right, I just yeah. did. People go crazy for that, yeah. and that's kind of what this is. You know, seeing all these yeah. drivers come and drive in things they don't normally do. Yeah, yeah, it's bummer that's not, as, not yeah. around right now. I know it. Yeah. During that time, was there anything you really wanted to run that you just couldn't with the schedule or contracts or whatever? Not really. Uh, not really. We were. We Billy talked about going to the twenty-four hours of. Le Mans, Le Mans. Yeah. and, and uh, the schedule never I never could yeah, yeah, because it was like June. It's too the much, same yeah. weekend as Michigan or something yeah, yeah. Right, right, right right but I thought that would have been kind of cool yeah. he, I mean he ended up going yeah. once or twice yeah I think right. yeah. twice, yeah. twice yeah. And, uh, but I, I never got to go on that trip right mm-hmm. and then years ago I always wanted to drive an IndyCar mm-hmm. you know yeah. Yeah. just go practice one or something and, and about the time I'd like man I want to do that somebody would get hurt that I know and I'm like I don't think I'm gonna do that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right, you know right. back. I remember. I remember calls. sitting in AJ's car one day, and and I was sitting there, and I was like, "Oh my!" You know. No. I mean, their cars are. I love those cars. They're so cool. Yeah. No. But your feet <laughs> are sticking through this little part of the body work here, and your feet are actually, ooh, about even with the front tires. You know. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, this is not gonna be good if you hit something. So yeah, right. going a lot faster. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, Really cool cars. I was, I'm a huge IndyCar fan. Right. I love 
I love Indy cars. And what do you pay attention to today? Uh, Indy cars. Indy cars. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Do you have a guy? Uh, you know, I like I like I like a bunch of them. The uh, Robbie Wickens was yeah man. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah. He was he was my guy, and uh, we uh, we do some stuff with the Smith Peterson team. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, on the hosp- hospitality side. Okay. For the company that I have. Yeah, the your marketing company. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and so you know naturally we kind of got a tie in with those guys. So. Yeah. But Robbie, I was just so impressed. The first race with Robbie down there at St. Pete, Pete when he got yeah. taken out there in that restart. Yeah. And my, <laughs> my we made a video. My phone just started, you know, blowing up. Oh, really? And uh, my dad called me. My son called me. And man, they were all mad, you know. Right. And then uh, for Canadian IndyCar driver Robbie Wickens, yeah. Yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And uh, and and then some other friends called me and said, "Man, that was bullshit." I said, "Yeah, man, I know it sucked because he did." He was the guy was good, yeah. he was very good. Yeah. yeah, and I hate so much he got hurt at, at Pocono. That was just terrible. Yeah, and uh, does he know that you're a fan? I never met him. You oh. know, I went to that to that race and uh, I didn't get to meet him at Pocono. No, at uh, St. Pete. I was down there. Oh, the first okay. one that, yeah. That right. he, so like, if you're so if your company is working at St. Pete, are you like setting up folding tables? Like, what is your job? No, that's not my What's job. <laughs> I don't know. I just have that this vision, and I want to see it. We own the okay. we own, have the big tent that they have the hospitality. So tent, you do a lot of the event setup yeah. for mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But what yeah. is your physical job? Uh, I call the guy, make sure things going okay. I'm Terry Labonte. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I call one of my guys that's working for me that's at the event right. and say, is okay. everything going okay? You know. Right. And so you're basically doing this for Arrow. Yes. Yeah. And okay. so I went to the Austin race uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And watched that one. And uh, weird, you went to the Texas race. I really, I really enjoy the IndyCar race. It's, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're doing a great job right they're, now. They are they're doing a really great job. Right they now. are, and uh, it's fun to watch. And uh, they got some man. They got they got it going on right we, now. We were talking about this yesterday that their their grid was like two seconds apart, like yeah. worse like first to worse yesterday. That's like no other sport. You know, Formula One can't do that. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And On a minute twenty-two lap. Yeah, at a bumpy yeah, street exactly. course with yeah. walls. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. It's like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're fun to watch. And, yeah, uh, the Indy Five Hundred this year was awesome. So cool. Yeah, I'm telling so you, so big. Scott Rossi, man. Scott Rossi. Yeah, yeah. Big fan of Scott you know, Rossi. I, you know, I don't know him, but I was like, <laughs> it's Alexander Rossi. Oh <laughs> He took out your boy Wickens, and then at that point, yeah, it's Scott right. Rossi yeah. from now on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. That, that so basically, what you're going to say is that Rossi's a real jackass. We call him Scott now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott, Scotty. So, <laughs> uh, speaking of Scotts, do you get furious when people call Scott Dixon the Iceman, and you're like, "That's my nickname"? No. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said it, which is like zero. Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> That's your joke dying right there. <laughs> so so we have, you know, Kimi Raikkonen, Scott Dixon, Texas Terry Labonte. All all three of the Icemen. How does that how does that make you feel? Are you like, no, no, OG right here because you're the oldest, or you just don't care at all? Yeah, I don't really. You know, there's a basketball player, the Iceman, too. Okay, so you kind of do care a little bit. No, I, just, I saw his <laughs> poster that – San Antonio Airport one day, and I went, oh, well, who's that guy? That's not <laughs> me. Like, draw your name on was it. Was there an Iceman? Seven foot tall, so I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, he can have it. <laughs> you know, Fine. <laughs> was there an Iceman before you? I don't know. Okay. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, so, this, so we think you're the OG. Yeah, right. The Iceman through history. Yeah. yeah. So where does that start? Who gave you that nickname first? Um, it would have been uh, 
a writer for the Charlotte newspaper. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's the first time I've. And when you read that for the first time, are you like, yeah? Or is it just. Oh, I can think of a lot of worse things they could call yeah, me. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it could, it could be the ass, ass man. Yeah. It could be, <laughs> like yeah. very similar pronunciation. So you've got a car dealership, sports marketing business. Um, did these come during the times as drivers sit, trying to set yourself up for afterwards? Oh, uh, we started the that marketing company years ago, probably 25 years ago. I had a partner, and he's retired and uh, moved on, and uh, so it's all ours now. And uh, and what kind of services? We do all kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, it's really almost hard to describe. But uh, sounds very familiar. We do about probably 15, 1600 events a year, I guess. Oh wow! Yeah. So okay. Yeah, we do a lot of do a lot of different things, and but it's it, usually event based. Yes, okay. all all event based. Okay, and uh, we line up talent and okay. everything for different events that we do, and in uh, some of it is a lot of it's mobile based. You know, where we have a you know maybe a fifty three foot featherlight trailer mm-hmm. double expandable that mm-hmm. goes you know and does seventy seventy five events a year. How many employees do you have? I have no idea. I mean, ballpark figure. Full time is probably only twenty five or so. Sure, sure. Okay. But then we got so many that are just contract. Yeah, I'd right. say if it's yeah. if it's event based, it's a lot of local hires yep. for yep. this yep. and the other yep. thing. Right. Could be a hundred a weekend. Right. You know. When <clears throat> when you went to Coda for the IndyCar yeah. race, did you get recognized? Yeah. Yeah. By fans, not by people in the sport. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is cool. Yeah. So I got uh, we walked down through the pit area there and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Were you wearing your Kellogg's driver suit and, like, <laughs> to give it away? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and uh, so I saw several people I knew there, but uh, it was all good, man. It was fun. Yeah. It was yeah. a great atmosphere. Yeah. And, yeah first uh, time going there. Yeah. It was neat track. Track was nice. And if you go to a if you go to a restaurant, especially in Texas, maybe not necessarily Corpus Christi, you're at one side of the table, Bobby's at the other. Who's going to get recognized first? Uh, it doesn't matter. They're going to call us the wrong name anyway. Oh, okay. interesting. What yeah. is this? So uh, they'll call me Bobby. They call him Terry. <laughs> really? <laughs> Sometimes, nice. yeah. Nice. <laughs> they'll know it's one of us. But they <laughs> and I was like, I like Scott Rossi. <laughs> Scott Rossi. <laughs> the dejection is he knows it's going in. <laughs> exactly. He's like, you're not going to not do that, are you? <laughs> so Andy Lally is a really good friend of ours, and he ran NASCAR for a while, and one of the funny things that I learned from that was that he got misrecognized often. You know, like people thought he was Landon Castle or David Strammy or something. Does that hap- Did that happen to you in your career? Like people thought you were someone else in the in the racing? Mm, no, 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 not really. Yeah, he had a mustache. Yeah, Makes it easier. Ah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. 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 So <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down Dale Jarrett. I was going to mention him, but oh, oh come on! Why are you holding yeah. out? Why are you holding out? And I didn't. I had people not really think I was him, but that send me cards to autograph. Yeah, that send me his card. Yeah, that's. I'm yeah. Like, Should I sign my name or Dale's name? You know. Yeah. Those little autograph cards. You sure. Know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Morgan Shepard. Who did he get? He got. The, he got. Um, oh, now I can't think of it. Uh, uh, Sterling Marlin. Yeah. 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 Exactly right. Oh my God. How'd yeah. you do that? Yeah. So, speaking of pass along, so our last, we do a pass along question where uh, the person that we were just with has a question for our next guest and then we pass that along. So, yeah. our last guest was Morgan Shepard, who 
allows us to call him Shep. Yeah, we're Shep. Yeah. Shep level. Yeah. So I guess uh, he, you and and Shep and Schrader were going at it at Martinsville. Yeah. And uh, I guess Schrader ran in the back of you, and you guys checked up. So then Shep got by, and then you dumped Shep. Yeah. Thinking that it was him that ran into you. Yeah. So his question was basically, why'd you do it, man? <laughs> uh, just because. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm Texas Terry Labonte. Next question. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good. That's a very acceptable yeah, answer. He, he did say that you called him and you left him a really like nice message. You guys <laughs> talked. He's like, yeah, you could tell he felt really bad about it. So, I did. Yeah. He's like, ask him why he did it. I didn't mean to. I didn't realize uh, Schrader is the one that hit me. I thought it was him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tomorrow. So tomorrow we're meeting with Jeff Bodine. Yeah. Tomorrow night we have dinner with Jeff Bodine. And if you could ever ask him a question that you could hide behind us on, if you always wanted to know something about him, <clears throat> what's he think of Scott Rossi? Ask him how he made out on his records. Oh. Are we talking specifically about his 1983? Did, oh. did he make multiples? <laughs> how, did, how did he make out on the albums? Because he, bought, he ended up buying all those things. <laughs> somehow. somehow. He's like, I'm going to own the rights because this is a gold mine? I, I think he did. I think somehow he wound up with all the rights to those things. That can't go well. <laughs> no, no. I'm telling you, this is going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. What would you have for breakfast this morning? Cornflakes. Atta boy. Oh, That's did you really? Like. Did you actually have cornflakes? Oh, look at that look. What <laughs> other options are there? I yeah. don't, I'm just saying. Wheaties? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. Eggs? Is there an eggs driver? Smithfield bacon? <laughs> um, uh, all right. Some random stuff. Um, especially with the domestic life. What's on the DVR? On the DVR? Yeah. What's recorded right now? Uh, not races. Nah, we're not interested in that. Yeah. I don't know. There's some stuff that my wife watches that's probably on there. Okay. What's your favorite kind of wife show that you secretly like? I don't. Really? None. Below Deck? Yeah. Housewives? Nothing? You don't watch any oh, of that? No. Yeah. What does she watch? She watches all that stupid <laughs> shit. <laughs> the one that really pisses me off is the damn uh, Bachelor. Oh, she's all in on the oh, Bachelor. Oh, God. Even when uh, Lion Dyke was doing it, that didn't add any interest to you? Did you watch any of them I with Lion Dyke? No. It was bad. It was it was a dumb I watched one, and I was like, I hate everything it's about this. This is the dumbest show yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Now, how is she if you put a race on? You know, she actually sits the DVR to watch the, the Formula One races. Oh, okay. She records. Did she, she root for nice. the Iceman? She's a big Formula One fan. Kimi Raikkonen? Big Kimi Raikkonen fan? She is a uh, Lewis Hamilton fan. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. She yeah. said yeah. she he reminds her of Lenny Kravitz or something. <laughs> I'm like, sure. Okay. Star well, you guys power. are very, very similar because you're just so both so flamboyant. Oh yeah. So there's right. a lot of similarities. Yeah, yeah, I see yeah. Them, yeah. So. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she, yeah, she likes, she likes F1 racing. She likes IndyCar racing, too. She, she, she'll watch that one. Yeah. So you own a dealership, and oh. with Hendrick, yes. It's like you guys are partner yeah, on that. Yeah. Is there any, <laughs> like, what's it like dealing with used car sales, or I should say used car salesman, just car salesman? Like, obviously, you've had to spend time around them if you own part of a dealership. Are the stigmas true? What's that? About car salesmen? 
What stigmas? They're awesome. They're really nice people and never trying to sell you something you don't need. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Not at our place. I okay. Mean, we got all, we, there it is. There's we the got, sales pitch. You know, you can come on down to Terry Lamont. We, we, got, we got the best, you know. <laughs> so. so we didn't see anything on YouTube. Do you guys make... Uh, like go see Terry kind of commercials. No, we do where not. Like, where there's like a seal on the hood. No, and you're wearing and a some, cowboy hat. Some no. of those are the worst I've ever seen. How dare you? They're awful. They're How awful. How dare you, sir? And <laughs> no, no, we did not do that. Okay, so we did not do. So that. you're taking like the stock GM footage that they give you and repurposing it, but you're not doing any crazy. We, no, we do okay. all our all our stuff is usually internet based. No, today, no cowboy yeah. hat and like yeah. pistols. On you know, we're probably like one of the only dealers around that doesn't do the goofy. Right. Goofy. Those, like, inflatable, wavy guys. TV commercials, but we don't do that. Okay. Well, yeah, what about the, like, how about the actual physical exterior? Is there a wavy guy or a sign twirler? Uh, no. No, no. We'll have, it'll be decorated up for Christmas now. So, yeah, that's, uh, but, yeah. But, if uh, I could imagine what Terry Labonte was going <coughs> to do with the dealership, this is exactly what I would, what I would yeah, imagine. So. Uh, is there on. a uh, number five, you know, Kellogg's Corn Flakes, like, there's brand new car no, there? No, no, there's. No. A couple of my trophies are in there and helmet and yeah. stuff like that. Have you ever Real hired team. celebrities to come to help sell your cars? No. Like Kenny Powers or anything like that? No. Fair. How about Netflix? Netflix Q? Is there anything you watch on Netflix? Oh, yeah. All right. Give me, well, like, what's in the, what's in the soon-to-watch uh, Q? Uh, well... I'll tell you the F1 series. Yeah. Oh, it's How good. good was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drive to Survive. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. That was well done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Fantastic. it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, my favorite part of that whole thing was the, the boats, the parties on the boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man, I wish I knew somebody that had one of those. <laughs> but, God, it, it's, it's, it was a great series. Yeah, the, the access they had was really, was really, really, really yeah. 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 I was like, it was kind of awkward between the. Red Bull guy and the Renault guy. Yeah, yeah. Christian yeah, Horner and Cyril Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 If that had been an NASCAR race, that'd have come to right. blows right yeah. there. Yeah, but exactly. Instead, but they they had a duel. Yeah, instead <laughs> it's just a cold day. Yeah, but Netflix used to have like got rid of a couple of my shows. Uh, a couple of my favorite shows are gone now. Uh, but anyway, Longmire. Do you ever watch that? Oh yeah, no. Yeah, that, that was, was uh, Timothy Olyphant, right? Oh. Yeah, I like yeah. Timothy Olyphant. No. That's, uh, <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> no. Big the Timothy Olyphant. No. <laughs> no, that was uh, uh, Justified. You're thinking about Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> All right. Come <I'm> on, <laughs> oh, man. If you're going to ask questions, you got to know the answers. Okay. <laughs> Good point. End of interview. Yeah. Um, he walks off. So, you a drinking man? Not really. No? Mm-mm. What about Bobby. No. Nothing? Oh, he'll drink a glass of wine. Okay. Yeah. Would you have a beer? Like, do you drink a beer every now and then? Yeah. Okay, what what beer would you go with? Uh, Miller Lite. Okay, same, but I was looking for Lone Star. Man, that's, that's not that great. Well, no, but it's, it's like a yeah. Texas staple. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, music. What's uh, If I was to pull out your phone, what was the, the five most recently played songs? I don't know. Oh, we'll just look at it. I don't know if we can tell. Thank you. Uh, I got some crazy stuff, bro. Big Migos fan? Who? Migos. Migos? 
The rappers. Oh, no. I can't watch <laughs> The look of disappointment. Oh, no, no. I got some Chris Stapleton. Have you all heard of him? Yes. Okay. He's yeah. not from California. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, I'm out. So he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, I don't know. Yeah, most of the stuff I listen to is uh, on Outlaw Country. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. Fair on Sirius XM? Yep. Do you know Ray Wally Hubbard? I do not. Sorry. <laughs> do, you, do you think country music? He's from con- Texas. Okay. Has country music kind of lost the plot overall? Like when you see like Red Solo Cup, the song, are you like, eh, it's not. It's pandering. Pandering, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, some countries, I don't think it's all that great. But, right. But a lot of it's good. Yeah. yeah. We had a very specific conversation, like, we're not going to talk about, like, the Bristol crashes and stuff like that. Because I would imagine every podcast interview you do, is, those are the questions you're going to get. What is the most, um, like, what are the questions you're tired of, of getting asked? That's a good question, but I really can't think of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, that's just all part of it. Whatever it is, it is, you know. Doesn't are you, you going to give Bobby that you were the first one in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> no, and, but I'll tell you, I'm just proud of him that, that he's been selected to be in the Hall of Fame. And, and he, uh, the thing that I think I'm proudest most about him is maybe not for everything he accomplished on the track, but all the things he does off the track. I mean, he really... He's always doing something for somebody or something, and I'm like, my God, wow, that's great, but you know, yeah, you know, yeah, you can just hang out great. too, yeah, 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 yeah. enjoy retirement. But he's just a good person; he really is, and I think that's what I'm most proud of. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. Does, how often are you con- confused as his dad? Uh, that doesn't happen very often. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it has happened. I'm sure. Before, yeah. 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 I was going to go with that joke today. Like, yeah. So you got to be stoked yeah. your son just got in the hall. Yeah, there. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you prick. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, but because you paved the way, did he have it easier, do you think? In terms of just. No, the, I don't necessarily think so. I, yeah. I mean, I was able to, you know, give him some pointers along the way. and Right. But just by virtue of his last name. Try to guide him a little bit. To, yeah. But, you know, when he started running that, back then it was a bush car, and, and it would be him and the cup guys. You know, he was running up there with oh, the cup right, guys. Oh, right, yeah, because a bunch were doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, naturally he caught a lot of attention when he was able to run with those guys. So. Uh, well, we'll let you get going. But a uh, uh, quick um, Texas thing. Obviously, when it comes to Texas racing, there is no one bigger than AJ. Yeah. Uh, right. What was the first time you got to meet him like? Uh, the first time I got to meet him was in uh, Daytona, and I finished behind him at the qu- in a qualifying race. He was, oh, cool. And he was third, and I was fourth. Okay. And uh, he sent somebody over there down to my trailer to get me to come over there so he could meet me. Oh, wow. So, That's pretty cool. Yeah, so I went yeah. over there and met him, and uh, it, was, it was really, really cool. Yeah. And, uh, and then one year there, we both raced for uh, Skoll. Yeah. You know, and uh, I got to go to, uh, oh, where did we go? We went to, uh, I think it was a Cleveland Airport course. Yeah, Park Lake Front. Yeah. Yep. yep. And we, I went up there with him. And there was an IROC race there. That's right. That, yep. I ran the IROC race, and I stayed over uh, and went to the IndyCar race with him. And then we left there, and we flew up to uh, Rhode Island to the Skoll Resort thing meeting that we were going to. Yeah. And... Uh, but yeah, that was uh, 
That was that was really cool. But that was the first time that he was at Daytona. I mean, that was, gosh, that would have been back in, geez, I don't know, 82 or so. I right. can't remember, a long time ago. But yeah. at this point, you're already a cup driver. You've already been winning. Um, was it still intimidating? In the sense of like, oh, I don't want Aiden to not like me or anything like that. No, no I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't intimidating. Yeah. 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 But He's the Iceman. Yeah. Nothing of course, stays of course it was fine. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. All right. So. You had no idea what the heck we were, what you were doing when you showed up. Um, our audience is, is kind of mixed in terms of what everything. they like in motorsports. They like a little bit of everything, not just stock cars. Um, what would you want the, the Terry Labonte legacy for an audience like ours to be? The legacy? Legacy. What do you want people to take away from, from when they hit play on this interview? Man, I don't know. Uh, probably like... This is like second to why did he do that album? You know, <laughs> why, why did he let these guys talk him into coming down here and promising that he's gonna they, buy him some barbecue? Right, so. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, but, but the I, barbecue was good. It was great. It was, it was great. great. It was great. Yeah, it was great. That's no, pretty much perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank y'all. It was a pleasure to meet y'all and. Uh, Thanks for the opportunity to be on your show. Connell's got the check. All right, thank you once again to Mr. Terror Bear, Texas Terry Labonte. I uh, hope uh, John, uh, otherwise known as Plan B Skate, who suggests we meet up with him. Hopefully this is what you were hoping for. And we will close out with a song called Everything You Need by Jamie Lono. You can find her on musicbed.com. <laughs>